The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We started last Sunday talking about how you can have new beginnings or next levels. Um, if you are not happy with where you are in life or certain aspects of your life, one of the things available to you in God is a new beginning. You can start again. Hallelujah. Um, making mistakes is part of living. In fact, we learn from our mistakes. Glory be to God. We don't have to stay stuck in a rut. Is somebody with me this morning? So, you know, usually there may be aspects of our lives we are happy with. There may be other aspects we are unhappy with. If there's any area of your life you are not too happy with, one of the things you should do as we are establishing these two services is to believe God for a new beginning. Hallelujah. And if you are a place where everything is going great or things are going good, or those areas of your life where things are going good, you don't have to park or settle where you are. Like I often say, even if your name is Donald Trump, you are the president of the United States, there is always a next level in God. Glory be to God. You can go to the next level. Somebody say, I'm going to the next level. And we are sharing with us keys on how this can be a reality. We are learning from God. Can somebody learn from God this morning? Can God teach you something? Can God reveal something to you? Can God show you something? God is one of the best people to learn from. Because God is perfect. Hallelujah. We are learning from God. We saw in Genesis chapter 1 how God had a new beginning. And then we are also learning from our own experience. Experience can be a very good teacher. Um, the traditional way of saying is that experience is the best teacher. No, experience is not the best teacher. I believe God is the best teacher. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher. The Word of God is the best teacher. But experience can be a very good teacher as well. Preferably other people's experience if it is negative. <laughs> Hallelujah. But even your own experience, you can learn from it. So we are looking back from the inception of Kingsword Ministries, like I said, it's going to be 30 years next August by God's grace. What have we learned? What have we seen? What has worked for us? I like to remind people that if you come to this church or you're a part of this church, you are living in a miracle. You are living in a miracle. That God will give a teenage boy that's how Dr. He was a teenager when, when he got the vision to start King's Word. That God will give a teenage boy a vision. Not America. Even if it was America, it would be, it would be a miracle. Somewhere in Ileife. And not a teenage boy with influence or affluence. He didn't really have anything. It wasn't like his parents were rich or anything. God gave him a vision. And that vision in about 30 years has grown to what it is today. That is a miracle. And it will help you if you can wake up to it. And we've seen that vision grow. And it's, 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 it, it keeps growing. 2019 is our best year ever as a ministry in Kingsword. 
What the Bible said in Proverbs 4.18, we are living in it, that our path is shining brighter and brighter. We are not like, oh, 30 years after our best days were in year 10 or year 20. No, this is our best season ever as a ministry. And we can learn from that. Those are the two major areas we are learning from. So there's a new lesson from God today. Let's rise up for the reading of God's word again. Genesis chapter 1. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Genesis chapter 1. Initially, I was thinking I would take a teaching from each of the seven days in Genesis chapter 1. The last time I taught from Genesis 1 like this, that's what I did. But God took me in another dimension as I was preparing. He said, no, not necessarily. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you eight lessons from Genesis 1. It doesn't have to be day by day. But today we are going to learn something that God did on day 2. Genesis 1 from verse 6. If you are there, shout a loud amen. amen. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Verse 7. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Firmament means sky. For those of us that don't use that word in our everyday language. Ah, the firmament is blue today. I know most of us don't talk that way. Before God spoke, everything was just a pool of water, a mess. Then God divided the waters. And really what they are telling us he did here was he created the clouds. I'm sure we all know from geography that the cloud is just full of water. And then he created the seas. That's what he was doing here. The firmament, so he divided the firmament which were above, the waters from firmament were above and the waters which were below. And it was so. Verse 8, and God called the firmament heaven. The sky we see. So the evening and the morning were the second day. This is the lesson. Quickly, this is how Apostle Paul taught it. Philippians chapter 2. A second reading this morning. Hallelujah. Philippians, sorry, chapter 3. You know what God did on the second day? God continued what he started on the first day. And that's the lesson. The lesson to continue. Many people will be living in the new beginning that God ordained for them. If only they knew how to continue. If only you continued praying. You started praying, no, but you stopped. If only you continued serving. You started serving, no, but you stopped. If only you continued speaking like God did. See, first day, what did God do? Let there be light. He spoke. His world had not totally transformed yet. But then God got up the second day and God spoke again. God got up the third day and God spoke again. God got up the fourth day and God spoke again. God got up for seven days and continued to speak. Let me ask you a question. What do you think God did on the eighth day? Sorry? The Bible didn't record that, but come on, let's put two and two together. What do you think God did on the eighth day? He spoke. What do you think God did on the ninth day? What about the tenth day? The 100th day. The 1,000th day. Huh? Some of you have not figured it out yet. The 2,000th day. What do you think God did? 
Yesterday, what do you think God did? Today, what do you think God did? Tomorrow, what do you think God did? Continue. That's the lesson. Continue. Continue. Find out what you are to do. Don't continue on the wrong road, though. <laughs> Praise God. So God started something on day one. He started speaking. Until forever, God is still speaking. That's how to have a new beginning. You may not see results the first day you start speaking. You may not get the breakthrough the first day you start praying. You may not get the, um, the new level you want the first day you start sowing. You may not get the breakthrough you want to see the, day, the first day you came to church. But continue. If you stop, you will not stop in Jesus' name. You end the process. But if you continue, hallelujah, the outcome of that new beginning or that next level that you want to see is certain. So this is how Apostle Paul taught it to us. The same principle. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 12. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. Let me hear somebody shout this morning, I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. There's something Jesus saved me, redeemed me, um, blessed me for. Jesus laid hold on me. I have not seen it yet, but this is how I'm going to get it. This is how I'm going to see the fullness of the salvation for which Christ died for me. I'm going to press on. It's the power to continue. Hallelujah. Brethren, verse 13. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. I don't do many things. I don't even do two things. I only do one thing. Paul said, this is my secret. He learned it from God or God taught it to him or he learned it by revelation from the Holy Spirit. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press forward. Hallelujah. Sorry, I press toward the goal. For the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And hear this powerful admonition he gave us. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. Glory be to God. This is how to think. This is how to live life. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. God will teach you this secret. Somebody say, God will teach me this lesson. God will teach me this secret. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. So he's saying, if you are mature, this is what to do. Continue. But if for any reason you are not yet mature or you don't understand this mystery or you don't understand this secret, do it as well. Hallelujah. Do it as well. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and quickly say a word of prayer over your life. Say with me, Heavenly Father, in any area of my life or any aspect of my life where I've given up, where I've caved in, where I've stopped, 
doing the things you told me to do or the things you started in my life. Lord, in this service, and as I hear your word today, I receive the grace, I receive the strength and the power to continue in the name of Jesus. Father, send your word again to us this morning. Touch us one and all. I speak to that person that has stopped in that thing that you told them to do. Whether it's prayer, whether it's stewardship, whether it's forgiving other people, whether it's in walking, whatever area it is, but they have stopped the thing you gave them to do to come to a new beginning or to come to a new level. Send the word to them today. Like you reveal this truth to Apostle Paul, reveal it to each and every one of us. And let us be all that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name. Please have your seats. God bless you. Somebody shout, I continue. I will not stop. Hallelujah. Another way I say this is keep on keeping on. That's lesson two from God for a new beginning. Keep on keeping on. Like I told you last week, the more I study Genesis 1, particularly now, and as I'm reading it with Genesis chapter 2, I'm seeing that and I'm believing that everything that God did in Genesis 1, nothing showed up on the outside. Even everything he said in day 2. And as we go on in this series, I will, I will share it to you. Nothing showed up on the outside. All this that God is saying, he was just speaking to himself on the inside. Nothing showed up on the outside. But God did something very, very powerful. Every day, he will repeat the same thing in a different way. He will just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And eventually, the world we know today, God created. The new world that God wanted to create, manifested. That is the secret to new beginnings or a major secret to new beginnings. If you learned the lesson we taught from God last week about spiritual illumination, having hope, catching a vision, let there be light. The first day you do it or the first time you do it, you may not see any significant results. That's where many people stop. Oh, the first day you try to read the Bible so that you can understand the Bible, you didn't understand anything, then you stop. Oh, the first day you try to confess the word or to pray in tongues or to do anything that was revealed to you, you didn't really see any dramatic change. We human beings are always looking for dramatic change. No. It doesn't necessarily work that way. You just have to continue. Somebody say, keep on keeping on. And that's what we need. We need strength to keep on keeping on. Glory be to God. Look how we educate children. They start from kindergarten. And then they go from kindergarten to what? Nursery school. Continuing. Then from nursery school, they go to what? Primary school. Continuing. It's not the first day you sent your child to school and the child came back. Ah, where's your master's degree? Does it work that way? That's what many of you are trying to do in the spirit. It's not the first day. It's not even the first month. After secondary school, primary school, they go to secondary school. After that, they go to university. 
Usually, it's after people get a bachelor's degree that in our world today, we can start recognizing that, okay, you have any kind of serious form of education. But then you can even continue beyond that. Can I hear a loud amen? Almost everything in life, it is operated at its fullest potential if you continue. That's all. Almost everything. So I want to encourage everyone today, whatever it is you are doing, you may not have seen the result you want to see yet. As long as you can, you can ascertain that this is from God, this is the will of God for me, this is the plan of God for me, this does not violate God in any way, just keep on doing it. Hallelujah. Just keep on doing it. Just press on. Somebody shout, I press on. Just press on. And your life will never remain the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let me tell you this King's Word secret I want to share today. So that's the lesson from God. And I want to quickly get into something I was unable to get into last week because of all the foundational things I spent time talking about. Job 11 and verse 6. This is what we are doing these eight weeks. And I'm praying that the eyes of somebody's understanding will be enlightened. I'm praying that somebody will catch something that they can use to trigger the next level that God has for them in the name of Jesus. Job 11 and verse 6. That he, God, will show you the secrets of wisdom. Secrets of wisdom. For they will double your prudence. My emphasis this morning is the word secrets. That's what we want to do. I'm going to be telling you secrets from a God perspective. Genesis chapter 1. And I'm going to be telling you secrets from a king's word perspective. What do I mean by secrets? I'm talking about the things that are being done behind the scenes. That make everything that you are seeing in the open possible. I'm not talking about something that is hidden from you. In a way that can be a secret. I'm talking about things that are hidden for you. Can I hear a loud amen? That when you yourself will embrace and begin to apply, they will double your prudence or they will double your results. Glory be to God. They will make you look smarter than you really are. Hallelujah. Make you look more powerful than you truly are. Somebody say secrets. Job 29. Listen to what Job said here as well. And every time I quote from Job 29, I always advise everybody, please go and read the entire chapter. Because in Job 29, Job was telling us the secrets of what made him what the Bible said it was in Job chapter 1 and in Job chapter 42. Verse 2, Job 29. Oh, that I were as in months past. This was in the middle of all the chaos that came to him. As in the days when God watched over me. So he was saying, oh, I wish I was in the good old days. When his lamp shone upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness. Glory be to God. Someone under the sound of my voice, like God did in Genesis chapter 1. In that area where there seems to be a challenge, you will walk through darkness in the name of Jesus. The darkness will no longer hold you down in the name of Jesus. Said, by his light, I walk through darkness. Hallelujah. 
just as I was in the days of my prime, when the friendly counsel of God was over my tent. This is how King James puts it. Instead of friendly counsel, King James calls it secrets. I love the two descriptions. I love the word secret. I love the word friendly counsel. Are you my friends in this house? These things I'm sharing with you, I'm giving you friendly counsel. One day, one of our pastors in church came to give me friendly counsel. It changed my finances forever. Forever. Just said, ah, Pastor T, there's this something you can start doing. No? And I started doing it. And I started seeing the benefits. That's what Job is saying. God gave me secrets. God gave me friendly counsel. You are my friend, though. I will tell you what will make your life better. And if you study Job 29, please study it when you get home. You will check what Job said God taught him. God taught him to be generous. Particularly benevolence. Helping people that can't help themselves. That's what God taught Job. And Job said, I started doing that and my life changed forever. When you get home, read Job 29. One more scripture about secrets this morning. Psalm 25 and verse 14. We are talking secrets. Pastor T, what's a secret to a new beginning? Number one, have spiritual illumination like God. Number two, learn to continue. Continue when you don't feel like continuing. Learn to pray when you don't feel like praying. Don't stop praying because you don't feel like praying. Learn to speak in tongues when you don't feel like speaking in tongues. Don't stop because one devil tells you in your head, ah, you are just saying rubbish. You, who, who told you to, you to come praying in tongues? All of us have been through that test. That is the time to pray the more. Or, in the words of Apostle Paul, to press on. Learn to serve God when you don't feel like serving God. Learn to come to church when you don't feel like coming to church. Continue. Friendly counselor. I wonder how many people gave up just before the eve or just at the eve of their greatest breakthrough. One more prayer and the floodgates will have opened. One more seed and the breakthrough will have manifested. One more time of worship. One more month of diligent stewardship and the promotion will have showed up. I wonder. Friendly counsel. Psalm 25 verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Somebody leave those hands this morning. Say with me, I reverence God. I honor God. So God reveals secrets to me. Like God taught Paul. Come on, say it. Like God taught Paul. The power in continuing. God is teaching me things that will change my life forever. And I receive them by faith. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you our second secret in King's Word. And this is no particular order. I'm just picking them. I'm only going to have time to share eight of them with you. The first one I shared with you last week was what? Hello. Mm -mm. That's God. King's Word secret. I'm giving you two every week. One from God, one from King's Word. I'm breaking them down, so I'm saying a number of things. But what was the secret we talked about last week, somebody? Prayer. Praying in tongues. Pray. 
And there are two wonderful platforms for you to grow in that secret in this church. Number one is pray with Dr. K. For those of you that don't know how to pray yet effectively. Number two is our pursuit prayers. And every other prayer meeting we have in church. Just plug yourself in. And then learn to continue. Glory be to God. Our second secret in this ministry is the word of God. Somebody say the word. I can't hear you shout it out the word. It's even in our name. King's word. The word. We're people of the word. You want a new beginning? You want to see next levels? Get into the word of God. Like you have never done before. Let me show it to you. John chapter 1 from verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And we're going to get into this next week. In fact, this is going to be the third lesson from God. What was God doing in the beginning? He was speaking his word. We'll get into that next week. On the God side. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Glory be to God. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life is the light of men. So you understand what God was doing when he said, let there be light. He was speaking his word. Why? In his word is light. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not comprehend it. Listen to me, my brothers, my sisters. Any area of confusion, of darkness, of difficulty in your life, what you need is to shine the light of the word in that area. Just get into the word. Get into the word. Hallelujah. This is how God gave it to us in this ministry. It's the second component of our core values. God called it the uncompromised word uncompromised some people have the word of God they have the Bible they are taught the Bible, they read the Bible but it's compromised in their life and I will explain what that means to you uncompromised word what do we mean by the uncompromised word number one we mean learn to put God's word first above all else God's word above all else don't put your feelings and your emotions above the word of God. Don't put your opinion and your experiences above the word of God. Don't put your traditions above the word of God. Don't put your situations and circumstances above the word of God. Don't put your physical senses, what you can see, what you can feel, what you can touch, what you can taste, what you can hear. Don't put them above the word of God. Put God's word first above all else. The moment you put anything else above God's word, you compromise the word of God. And it will not work like it ought to work. It won't shine in the dark like it ought to shine. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Put God's word first. Psalm 138 verse 2. Listen to what David said. Talking to God. He said, for you, O God, you have magnified your word above your name. In fact, he said, all your name. You know God has many names. 
you have magnified your word. Even God puts his word above his name. How much more you and I? Uncompromised word. What does it mean? It means give the word of God final authority in your life. Let God's word have the last say. Okay, I've heard what my father said. I've even heard what the pastor said. Thank God our pastors preach the word here. I've heard what my wife said. I've heard what my friend said about this matter. What does God say? And put that first. That's the uncompromised word. Number three, the uncompromised word means live by God's word. I'm going to do a Reverend George on you this morning. So I'm going to give you five points on that live by God's word. <laughs> you should know where I'm coming from. The lineage must flow. <laughs> Praise God. How do I live by God's word, Pastor? Number one, read and listen to it. I woke up this morning and I just turned on my audio Bible. And for almost two hours, I was just listening to the Bible. Not what I'm preaching to you. This morning, I won't tell you the time I woke up. I couldn't sleep. I was excited about service. I couldn't sleep. Read it. Listen to it. You see, we have audio Bible these days. You can just press play, lie on your bed, and hear book after book after book, and the voice is very anointed. It's not like some of our voices. Very anointed. Very. It even sounds like the voice of God. <laughs> Read it. When you read the word, the word will pass through your eyes and to pass through your ears. When you read it. There are, listen, the ultimate destination of the word of God is your heart. The Bible says with the heart, man believes. Believes what the word of God. There are gates to your heart. Praise God. There's the eyes gates. There's the ears gates. Number two, speak it. Confess it. That's why we do confession every Sunday in church here. Learn to say. Pick, you can open John 1 verse 1 to 5 to you and just read it, then confess it. You make a confession out of it. So you say, where he said, in the word is life. Say, the life of the word is at work in me. And that light shines in me. Just like we do here. All those confessions we made, we brought them out of the word. When you confess the word or when you speak it, it goes through your mouth gate. It also goes through your ears. You can't say something and you will not hear it. Number three, think it and meditate it or meditate on it. When you think the word and meditate on the word, mutter to yourself, chew on it, reflect on it. Where they put God, remove God and put yourself inside. So when they said, and God said, let there be light, you say, and Pastor T said, let there be light. You see yourself in Genesis 1, like God was in Genesis 1. And as God was creating his world, you, you are recreating your marriage. That's meditation. I'm teaching you how to live by the word. Read it, listen to it. Let it go through your eyes and your ears. Say it, speak it, confess it. Let it go through your mouth and your ears. Think it. Let it fry your brain. All the unbelief in anybody's brain. When the word comes there, it will take it out. And let it get, get into your heart. When you meditate on the word, it will touch your mind and your heart. You're on your journey. 
It's getting to your heart. Number four, believe it. The day you start believing God's word, your life has changed forever. I'm telling you. Over any matter, the day you believe by stripes I'm healed, that's the end of sickness forever in your life. The day you believe it. The day you believe none shall be barren, that's the end of barrenness in your life forever. The day you believe you became poor, that I might be rich, that's the end of poverty in your life forever. Tell me the truth. Read and listen to the word. Speak and confess the word. Think and meditate on the word. Number four, believe the word. And finally, do it. Act on it. When the Bible says forgive, forgive. And when the Bible says give, give. When the Bible says love, what should you do? That's how to live by the word. Let me close with this text. James chapter 1. Rise on your feet this morning. Leave those hands where you are and begin to thank God for his word. And thank him that the word is changing your life forever. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank you, Father, your word is changing my life forever. Like your word has changed King's word from a vision in the head of a teenager to what it is today, almost 30 years after, your word is changing my life. Come on, thank him, thank him, thank him. Make a commitment to read the word like we teach you to do in church. To speak the word. Hallelujah. Speaking includes praying. Make a commitment to think the word. Make a commitment to believe the word. Make a commitment to act on the word. And know that as you live by the word, your life can never be the same. A new beginning is on the horizon. Come on, thank him, thank him, thank him. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Listen to these precious words from James. James 1 from verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Do you know what I've done today by the help of God's spirit? I've planted the word inside your spirit. Receive it. Receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Verse 22. But be doers. That's where it boils down to. Believing is not enough. Change starts happening when you start believing. No, but when you're a believer that acts on the word. Man. Man. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone, including Pastor T, the preacher, is a hearer of the word and not a doer, is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself quite alright. He goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. Say with me, that will not be me forever. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's the description of the word. It's a law that liberates. Hallelujah. And continues. So we are linking King's word and God together this morning. Continues. 
continues. Somebody shall continues. Continues in it. And is not a forgetful hearer. But a doer of the work. This one. And I prophesy over you. You are this one this morning. You are this one that James is talking about. This one shall be blessed. This one shall be blessed. In your marriage you are blessed. Financially you are blessed. In your body you are blessed. In your family you are blessed. On your, in your career you are blessed. Academically you are blessed. Because you live by the word. This one shall be blessed. Come on, leave those hands and give him praise. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Somebody make a fresh commitment. Fresh commitment. Maybe you need to start reading it. Speaking it. Doing it. Whichever one. I gave you five of them. Each, each one of them. Particularly when you get to the believing point, it will change your life. And this one shall be blessed. Come on, thank him. Thank you. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.